here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Glad to be back on the Dharmic Evolution once again. All of you folks who are supporting this uh, channel for these indie artists just love you guys. Thank you so much. Once again, to my friends over in India, my friends on the Ghana platform, thank you for supporting us in such a big way, such a nice surprise, because as you know, we love to be an international show, not just in the U.S. Hey, if you haven't gone yet over to dharmicevolution.com, do so and sign up for your favorite platform so the show comes right to your phone every single Friday morning. And Merry Christmas. Open up your phone today in a nice Christmas gift there from us. If you haven't heard about our Rising Dharmic Stars Spotify playlist, you got to check it out. Now, the link will be in the show notes. As always, you can just click it on and listen to this amazing music. To be on the Rising Dharmic Stars, you have to have been a guest on the show. And so you can look forward to this young lady who we're gonna, about to be featured here. For a quick way to do it, just you can type in Dharmic Evolution or you can type in James Kevin O'Connor and be taken right to the Spotify page and just look for Dharmic Rising Stars. You're gonna love this playlist. It's so eclectic. It's got the most amazing music on that you won't hear anywhere else. You won't hear this on a radio station or you know, any YouTube channel or anything like that. You'll hear all of the collective talent that we've had on this show in this playlist. So it's really cool. It's become my favorite playlist and I hope it becomes yours. So we're headed out to Texas today. And uh, check under your Christmas tree. Do you have your phone under there? Open it up and turn on the Dharmic Evolution. Yeah, baby. So this artist is really special. One of the hardest working and most talented young ladies I've ever had the pleasure to have on the show. Um, She is crushing it constantly. And uh, she's been just playing forever to the point where she really did some physical damage to herself from overdoing it on stage and just working lots and lots of gigs. Uh, Great songwriter, um, unbelievable voice. She was a CMA winner um, a couple of years back and she's just done it all and continues to have the unbelievable work ethic and motivation to keep creating, keep performing, keep playing. So uh, you better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution from the Music City all the way out to Texas to visit with Susan Hickman. So let's roll. Susan, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thanks for having me. I love it. Texan girl, this is awesome. I feel close to my son now since he's in um, he's in Austin and your boyfriend just left to go to Austin. So perhaps there'll be a jam later today. We'll see. That'd <laughs> yeah, be fun, right? That <laughs> would be really fun. <laughs> so uh, I was really delighted to uh, be introduced to you and your music and going through everything you're doing and what a career you have built. And I get this sense um, all immediately off the bat that you have a tremendous um, desire, determination, talent, and work ethic all combined as part of your success. Am I far off the mark there? No, that's pretty accurate. I'm a, I'm a very determined person. If I, if I want something, I, I uh, definitely try to make sure that there, I, can, I can get to my goal. Yeah, it comes through your music and the performances, which, you know, I've listened to uh, several times and really enjoy, um, which is rare for me because when I'm doing a a show, I don't get a chance to really enjoy it until I listen to the playback because, you know, you're preparing for the show and you're trying to do everything you're supposed to do as a a host um, and broadcaster. But um, I'll tell you, you, you've got some really, really great songs. And uh, now, um, is this... When like when did this record like come to fruition? Is this a couple years old, or is it is it rel- brand new, or like time frame? When is this has this come out? We released it in July, so it came out on July seventeenth of two thousand twenty. Oh wow! And while the record itself is brand new, the songs are not. So I, I've been working on this collection of songs for. 
I think some of the songs date back to, I mean, like 10 plus years. So since I've had other projects and all, this is just a kind of a conglomeration of um, work that I've done over the last, you know, decade or so. And uh, Louder Than Words Volume 1, obviously, there's a Volume 2 coming. It'll come sometime next year. Um, we're not really putting a date on it because of, you know, all our current situation with the COVID stuff. But um, yeah, it's a it's a brand new album for everybody else out there that hasn't heard it yet. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's, it's so current. And, and, you know, we can talk about this a little bit further, but it really doesn't matter when a song was written. I think it, it doesn't come to its complete fruition um, until you really decide that you're going to let the world hear it and record it and arrange it and really put the process of the work into the song. But as far as I'm concerned, songs live forever. I mean, they just, and it really doesn't matter like, you know, when it was written because you can bring whatever is a contemporary you know, modality or method into it. And yours is, you know, like pure country. I mean, I'm hearing like you're using the traditional organic, which I love. You've got the pedal steel going, fiddle. You've got great guitar work going on. And, um, you know, it's just it's just a, a real joy to hear this. So let's not keep anybody waiting. This is Moth to a Flame.
moth to a flame. And, you know, I love the banjo groove in that surrounded by, you know, it's just got that that trotting going on through the track. And it's just it's just beautiful. It's, it frames everything like perfectly. Um, do you want to take us into the studio on that and tell us a little bit about your process, your recording process and, and who you work with on that particular track? Sure, absolutely. Um, that's one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. And um, when we went into the studio with this song, this is the first time that I had actually been at this particular studio. So for the last, you know, the last couple of years, I've been recording with Stormy Coopers um, at Stormy Cooper Media in Houston, Texas, and they are fantastic. So Lyndon Hughes was the producer on the project. Uh, he was my drummer for years and he went off and, you know, did other other projects and everything. But we came back and did this um, this song and. I've got Chad Ware on guitar. I've got, you know, my buddy, Timmy Crouch from Arkansas. They're just incredible musicians. And, you know, we all came together and just kind of made this, we all got in this, our, our own little places and in, in our booths and we're like, well, let's just run it. And like, we didn't even, we didn't run it or practice it or do anything beforehand. We're like, well, let's just see how it goes. And I'm in there like, just, yeah, this is cool. This is, this is a groove. And it's, it came out way better than I expected or hoped, you know, I mean, I knew, I knew that they were going to be great, but, um, it was exciting. So. Awesome. Do you, um, do you stay with the same people record after record? Is it like a team or, or is each record with, um, a, a different, you know, bunch of team members, uh, when you're recording your music? So I've had a couple of different projects that I've done that have different musicians on them. But over the last couple of years, I try to use the same people that I even have in my band. So um, like Marion um, Aquilina, he's a fantastic guitarist. Um, he's been playing with me for a couple of years now, and he does all of my work in the studio, too. Um Danny Patterson is my drummer. Um, he does live shows and we've done a lot of, um, or we've done some live recording. And when we get back into the studio, we're, I'm definitely going to use him because he's fantastic. And he's such a great, he's such a team player. He's great. Like anything that I need from him, he's like, what can I do? <laughs> um, and then um, in the studio so far, I've been using, um, or at least the last couple of years, I've been using Stormy Cooper, so... Great, great choice. You've got good taste, my dear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if there's something about the longevity of um, and the success of people who work together, not just once, but it, it gets more comfortable as time goes on. And everybody gets to know your personality and your writing style and, uh, you know, becomes kind of like a family, you know, like a supportive, uh, that machinery just gets together. And it's like, it's just, there's nothing that, sometimes you don't need words. You know, people just know where to go. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like sometimes we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll be in the studio or we'll even be on stage and like maybe not completely comfortable with something that, you know, we haven't been doing for a while or, you know, especially right now with everything that's going on in our world. Like we haven't played as a band very much at all. And so when things started to kind of open back up, we had a we had a show like right after the uh, the, the shutdown was starting to lift and uh, we all get on stage. We're like, I hope we remember how to do all of this. <laughs> but we just kind of, we just communicate. And it's just, it's kind of like, you know, here, just, just follow me. I'll, I'll, I'll lead you. <laughs> the old muscle memory kicks in, right? Yeah, it's and, cool. Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, and, and I want to, I, I want to compliment you. I know we did this at the, before we got on the air here, but uh, on showing up with the baby bottle microphone, I think you're only out of 300 interviews. I think you're only the second or third person. Uh, I know Ivy Alex from Florida showed up with one, and I use one for the broadcasts here. I mean, I have a ton of microphones, but this one I really like for broadcasting. And you've got good taste on the microphone there. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I, that's what I use in my studio at home, and. I feel like it has a very warm sound. I mean, I have kind of like a higher voice sometimes when I talk, so I, I feel like it kind of makes everything. It is. Warm it's and very warm. Yeah, it is warm, and it's like um, it's a professional studio mic for for those of you who don't know about the baby bottle. 
Uh, there's I have the blue, and there's a there's a bunch of different types. Of, but it's it's less than it's a professional studio mic, but it's less than five hundred dollars, and it gives you an incredible sound. So um, so we sound good together today on this pr- podcast. Good, um, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you about this really amazing story where. You know, getting back to the work ethic and how you really, really push yourself and drive yourself for, you know, the optimal performance in demanding of both yourself, your music, and the way you carry yourself. You had two surgeries. So tell us about that. What went on? Was shoulder? Was it voice? Was it what What was it that, that you know, really uh, set you back? Um, well, the first one... So back in 2010, I was, I was touring a lot. I was touring across the U.S. I was touring overseas. I had a lot on my plate and I was playing, I was playing just about every day. I mean, I didn't really have much of a break at all. And of course, like with the band shows at the time, like there was just a lot going on, um, vocally. Um, and then I was playing, I was probably practicing, way more than I should have, um, guitar wise. And, uh, I, I developed carpal tunnel and I didn't really know it. I thought it was my back cause I have, I have some back issues anyway. So I thought it was my back. So I had, I was going to this chiropractor and, you know, she put me on this regimen. Like I was going in like three times a week or something. And it, when I was on the road, I'd have to find somebody outside of her. And, um, that went on for about a year. And finally I I was like, I was in tears. Like I was in, I think I was in Germany and I was just, I like, I woke up and I was just, I was, I was sobbing because I couldn't get out of bed. Like my arms were numb and like, I'm having to roll myself out of bed. And of course my mom's there and I'm like, I have to do something. Like I couldn't even barely play and I'm over there and we're doing like acoustic shows and thank goodness my, my bass player at the time, he was there. And then, um, my buddy Jody Booth, uh, he came with us. And so between the two of them, they were like trying to help me play guitar. And it was, it was, it was so bad, but, um, I ended up, um, as soon as I got home, I went to, I went to the doctor and I asked them, you know, I, I did a little, little bit of research and I asked them to do a nerve test. And they said that I had one of the worst, um, one of the worst um, carpal tunnel um, cases that they had seen. So they, uh, they did surgery on me two days later um, and they, they did carpal tunnel surgery. They did um, on both hands and then they did um, trigger finger on all of my fingers, except for my ring fingers. Cause I, I looked like, I looked like old lady, like, like the Grinch. Yeah, it was terrible. And then they removed oh a God. mass out of my hand. I don't know. You could probably, I don't know. Wow. There and so it was from playing guitar and um, just over, just overdoing it. And so um, after that, after that surgery, um, they, they told me they're, they're like, you shouldn't play guitar anymore. And I'm like, there's. Oh boy there's no way that that's going to happen. They said, well, it's just going to come back, which they were right. I mean, it does come back, but or it has come back, but it's not as bad. At least now I'm able to, to manage it with, you know, massage with different kind of, um, you know, orthopedic therapy and, and stuff like that. I have a glove that I use that it does like the reverse motion. Yeah. Um, it's called like a, f- a flex tend glove. And so those help. So the, the little things, and then of course, not overdoing it. I mean, of course this year, like I, like we talked about on the phone the other day, it's been a blessing in disguise, I think. Cause I mean, I haven't had a break in 20 years. So yeah. for me, I'm just, I'm kind of like, you know, this is, this is, this is a little bit good for me um, to have a little bit of time off and, and just to rest. I mean, I'm finally getting, you know, a full eight hours of sleep, which I haven't had in, I can't even tell you how long. Yeah, well, the Americans um, traditionally, and I've spoken to people in other countries because when I started the show, I wanted to be just not in the U.S., but, you know, I wanted to know about people like you from other countries. Like, what are you guys thinking? 
The U.S., I, I think, is still far and away the most puritanical, work ethic, crazy, driven, mindless bunch of nuts you, you could find anywhere. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, th- we, we all think we're going like, to fall apart and die if we don't work like relentlessly. And I, I, I'm a test case for this, too. And I, um, I, I started taking Sundays off because I wanted to spend some time with the Lord and honor that, you know, and, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because all of a sudden my Mondays were so productive. Like, it was like, this is good, man. Rest is a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, before I forget, have you ever tried active release technique? Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to you. Um, I'll just real quick and I'll, I'll give you some information off the air too after we, before, after we finish the show. But um, it's, it healed both of my shoulders and it's basically a, um, it's, it's a chiropractor on steroids, but they manipulate the scar tissue by like really putting you into some pain with manipulation with their hands. And they actually um, heal you by just going back for, and I did both shoulders and cause I had the guitar thing like you had and both shoulders were hammered and uh, you know, healed them both really essentially. It took, took about maybe 12 visits on one side, maybe 15 on the other. Um, but, but I'll talk to you a little bit more. Active release technique folks, if you've ever heard of this, it's, it's a really um, fascinating thing and it really works. So let's play another one, Susan. Okay, this one is called Hesitation, and I really, really like this song. Every time you need me, I get a funny feeling that's hard to explain. I get nervous every time you touch me. Thoughts of you are always on my brain. Days go by and I just can't escape you. Like a game that I continue.
And I love the way you faded the end of this and the pedal steel and the guitar solo was, and the tone of the guitar was fantastic. I mean, I'm a sucker for really great guitar tone. It's so tastefully done. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this song? Where, where did this come from? What compartment of your heart did this come from? <laughs> so this is actually kind of a funny one because everybody always asks about this song. So this song actually was conceived at my old drummer's house. And we played music together for, I don't know, eight, eight to 10 years, maybe eight years, maybe something like that. And we had periodically, you know, when we had time, we'd, we'd get together at each other's houses and we try to write or we try to, you know, be creative and do something. And so he came, he, he called me one day, he said, Hey, I've got this song idea and I want you to come over and listen to it. I said, okay. Um, so I get over to his house and he said, um, he's like, I, all I have is the melody and I want you to listen to it. And I, 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 I'm calling it hesitation. And I said, okay, well, do you have any words for it? And he goes, no, no words. I was like, okay. So he plays me this, he plays me this song and I'm like, Hey, this is a really cool groove. It doesn't sound anything like the record at all. Nothing. And it was just a very cool, like old school, maybe like 40s kind of um, like cabaret type instrumental that he had. And I was like, this sounds awesome. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what we can do with it. But so we just sat down and just started writing. And so um, I, I came up with a bunch of words. He came up with some words and we just kind of put it all together. Well, after after we were done, I'm like, we're all excited about this song. And then, you know, weeks, months, however long goes by, we don't play together anymore. And I was uh, finally I was like, I really love this song, but it's not anywhere. Like, I can't really do much with it, how the instrumentation is. So I changed it. <laughs> so and he's totally fine with it. But and he he knows. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a country artist. Right. I mean, I have a lot of different influences, obviously, but. I was like, eh, it just doesn't quite fit. So um, I, I I changed it and I, I sent it to him. I said, okay, what do you think? And he's like, oh, it's great. I love it. And so anyway, but um, people always ask and um, I'm like, no, it's just a, it's just a, it, it was a, it was a melody and it was, it was a one title or one word title. And we just kind of built off of that. So. He must've loved it though, because you know, the co-writing thing is so magical. You know, it's like, you just don't, you have this preconceived notion of you thought it was going to be this. And it turned out and said, what happened? You know, but it's it's usually much, much better than the original person thought it was going to be, you know. I think so, too. So. I love co-writing. I love it so much. And um, I, I, I wish that I have done more co-writing this year since I've had kind of the time. But um, I'm one of those kind of face-to-face -face people. I love writing in a room with people and that, you know, you get the vibe from everybody and, um, you know, you have side stories and, you know, then somebody goes off and, you know, decides to cook something in the kitchen or, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And so that, that, that togetherness, I think helps me as a co-writer. Um, and I, I really miss that. And I'm actually right now, I, before we got on this call, I've been putting together a list of um, the next couple of weeks, you know, trying to get some people over and, and do some co-writes and, and stuff like that, because I, I love that. I love writing. That's, you know, that's the whole basis of being an artist, I think. Yeah, it gives you your, um, the ability to share your true inner self. You know, being that you're the writer and you're singing what's coming from your heart, it's a very special gift to have to share with people. Um, I wanted to ask you, Susan, about your affiliation with Nashville since you live in Houston. So you're a Texas girl, but you got the um, you got the country like bones of a Nashville girl. So. <laughs> So how is that? Do you take a lot of trips there? Do you do you feel it's not even necessary? Because you, if you're touring a lot, that's a whole different bag, you know. Um, uh, and by the way, congratulations on your CMA award too. That was really really big. 
thank you so much. So that that was a um, CMA of Texas, um, and I received that about five years ago. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, really. thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, it was a huge honor, and I was totally surprised when it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but well deserved, though. Thank so, you. Um, so, do you go to Nashville often, or do you record pretty much in in the Houston area? So I have recorded in Arkansas. There's a really cool studio um, up in Rainy, Arkansas, um, that I've recorded at before. And then I've recorded in um, Lake Paradise, Arkansas. And then, of course, here in, in Texas. Um, there's a couple studios. But my, my main studio is um, Stormy Cooper's in Houston um, right now. So, um, and th that's that's where I do the most work out of. And... Um, to answer your question about Nashville, um, I go back and forth as needed. And, you know, last year I, I, I went back and forth every couple of months or so, probably like every other, every two, three months, something like that. You know, I'll go up and I'll make my connections. I'll do my writing sessions. I'll play my shows, um, network and that kind of stuff. And then I go home. I mean, some, sometimes I'm there for a couple of days. Sometimes I'm there for a week. Sometimes I'm there for, I think the longest trip that I've done in the last year was maybe 10 days, seven to 10 days, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I go up and I do what I need to do and I, and I cram everything, you know, you know, here, this day I, I have, I have it all planned out. And then I have, I have some days that, you know, I'll leave my evenings free so I could either, you know, go out and see somebody that I want to see, or maybe if something comes up and somebody can write or, you know, it's kind of a spur of the moment type of thing. So, um, yeah, but I, your I'm, sound is, is sort of like, it sounds like you're from Nashville. Does it? You know, you're, <laughs> you're, yeah. Your sounds, if to me, I mean, I'm not a country guy. I'm more of like a pop rock and things like that storytelling pop rock but but from me interpretation is like wow she sounds very very um nashville but nashville's becoming like all cities are becoming more of um sort of a melting pot you know like what used to be country and now the new country is you know country guys are writing with rappers and and hip-hop yeah. people and, and everything's like kind of become this eclectic mix but when i think of texas i think of more Blues, bluegrass, um, you know, it's more steep than that. Like Austin seems to be another melting pot, but it just seems to have such a, a strong blues influence um, as the foundation, if you will, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I think your music, you know, it, it, it it's going to be a hit everywhere you go, everywhere you take <laughs> it, because you do it so damn well. And I, I mean that from the heart. It's like... Some people can do country and it's just, oh, okay, it's, you know, I've heard it before, but you've got something something very special going on with your sound, uh, which is very much appreciated. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I think, you know, I think my sound, I mean, like you said, you know, it sounds like I'm more, more of a Nashville-based artist. I mean, I, people ask me all the time, what, what kind of music do you do? What do you categorize yourself? Obviously, it's country, but... And I live in Texas, but I don't really, I don't know if I'm going to get shunned for saying this, but I don't feel like I'm Texas country. I feel like, um, I feel I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm just me. And it's, it's okay that I can't necessarily pinpoint exactly what kind of sound it is because I have so many different influences. I mean, my dad, my dad grew, like w I grew up listening to a lot of stuff that he listened to, which was a lot of classic rock, some Southern rock um, stuff like that. And then my mom, of course, she, you know, she had country radio station on, she listened to Motown, she listened to oldies. So I grew up listening to everything and really appreciating music. So whenever I decided to do music, um, as a career, I was like, you know, I kind of don't want to be pigeonholed, you know, I just, I want to, I want to have my own sound. And if I have influences from, you know, um, something soulful or something more rocking or something that's even a little poppy that's okay i think yeah i agree and i and i hate the pigeonhole too and here i am what a hypocrite because that's exactly what i'm doing but i'm i'm always <laughs> trying to grab a sense of like where did this come from and like where do i hear you in the world of music like where do i hear you geographically you mm -hmm. know what i mean so being that i'm like just outside of nashville i i 
I listen to you and I go, man, you are like the epitome of what Nashville like feels like to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, it's changing. The city is growing. The, you know, the influences are growing. And I think that's the beauty of music, too, whether you don't you like it or you don't like it. Um, I remember uh, I think Pete Townsend came out and said and this was when like punk rock first came out so many years ago and there was this big uproar just like there was when hip hop came out and all the other um, um, modalities of music. And uh, he just came out and he said, listen, it's not up to us to, you know, judge and look and say it's good or bad. It's just up to us to get the F out of the way. (laughs) And, you know, we had the wisdom and the foresight to say, you know, something new is coming that I don't know about, you know, so it's, it, you know, it's either going to find its way or it's not going to find its way, but it's going to happen whether we want it or not. Um, <laughs> I think funny. I think we have to play this one here and you got to tell us about this after we play this song, because this one really the the um, the emotion in this is incredible. This is called Save Me. Fifteen years together, hanging on Should we let it go and just move on? We can't ever work it out Cause we can't ever say Who was right and who was wrong
unbelievable fiddle i love that and uh 15 years so what happened with 15 years so this is a song that i actually i, I woke up from a dream and the, and this was i was probably in my early 20s when i wrote this song so i woke up from a dream i I, I normally you remember those little um, those little handy cam or not handy cam um, the little tiny tape recorder. Oh yes, deals. yeah, yeah. So I uh, I kept one of those by my bed, and for some reason I didn't have that by my bed. I always had it there, always because I always was waking up and um, you know jotting down ideas. Was it a cassette or was it the mini uh, tape? It was the mini cassette. Oh okay, gotcha. Yeah, the, yeah, the little had, mini ones. Yeah. So I, uh, I woke up from this, this dream and I was like, oh, I got this really great idea for a song. So I couldn't find my tape recorder. I shot out out of bed. And back then I used to, if I had an idea and I woke up with it, I would get up immediately. And I, and which I, I, I still kind of do sometimes, but sometimes I, I don't. And I really regret it the next <laughs> morning. Um, but I, I got up and I started writing this song and I probably wrote the whole thing in, I don't know, 20, 20 minutes or so. And I, I, I finished it and I was kind of like, eh, this wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And so I put it away for a while and I, I just, it was like one of those that you just get stuck in the notebook and I don't really go back to. Well, I, I scheduled a writing session with my very dear friend, Connie Mims. Um, she's out of, she's in Texas as well. So I go up to her place and we sit down and, you know, I've got my, I've got my book full of ideas and one liners and half written songs. And, and we sit down and she's like, well, do you have anything that, that, that you've been working on? And I said, well, I said, let's just, let's just write something new. You know, I'm in a, in a, in a mood to write something new. And so we sit down and, you know, kind of go back and forth and I have this song stuck in my head the, the save me. And I, I pulled it out. I was like, okay, well, will you look at this? I'm not really, I'm not really feeling it. I feel like there's some things that I'm missing or, you know, I, I'm not getting my point across. And so she looks at it. She goes, oh, this is great. This is a, this is a really good song. And I told her the parts that I kind of wanted to change, you know, in the, um, there's some parts in the, in the second verse that, I really didn't care for. And I said, all right, let, I was like, work your magic. Then, you know, let, let's, let's do this. And so we kind of, we picked it apart and, uh, basically, I mean, we basically rewrote the song and, um, by the time that, you know, I was walking out the door, I was like, golly, I'm really happy that I brought that up because it, you know, for me, it was just, eh. And now I'm like, yes, I love it. And we only, we didn't change all that much, but sometimes just, you know, little things here and there, it makes such a huge difference. And that's, that's why I just, I love, love co-writing because sometimes you just need to get out of your own way and get yeah. out of your own headspace. <laughs> Absolutely. When did you discover you had the ability to write songs? Like, like, were you in grade school? Were you a teenager? Like, when did it really happen for you and click? Um, good songs or just songs? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's start with songs because we all know how that goes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I started writing songs when I was really, really little. So, um, my sister, my younger sister, she is, um, she's three years younger than me. And so when she was born, I thought my mom had a baby just for me. I, I was like, I'm going to take care of her. <laughs> she let me do all the work. <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> but, uh, but I, uh, I would entertain her with my little, I had a little, you know, little tape recorder, a little song thing. And I would write her songs in her crib. I was probably like four or five wow. when I started, you know, writing these little songs. And I have, I have notebooks and I have probably a hundred cassette tapes of me singing these songs. And I had my own show, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Your own TV show? And they didn't tell you no, about it? <laughs> my, yeah, my, my own radio show. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I started, I started doing that. And I, as, as, as far back as I can remember, music was such a huge deal for me. I mean, I just, I thought it was... 
I thought that, you know, I was always meant to do that. Yeah. So who were the, were there, who were the strong family influences? You said your parents used to listen to like classic rock and things like that. Is that where you first, like, I'm trying to figure out how you reached your sound so you had that going on you had the you know the very early childhood experiences but what really clicked with you as far as artists when you you say became like you know a young teenager and started like really listening to what was going mm -hmm. on the radio and so forth like who were the people that really helped you craft your sound um i think i mean really early on i think when it kind of clicked for me that i could actually do music for like a career um i saw leanne rhymes on one of the award shows when she very very first came out um i think it was this either the cma awards or academy of country music something like that i can't remember exactly which one she came on she sang unchained melody and I remember my dad was just floored by her sound and floored that she was so young. And he was like, well, you look at that little girl. Can you believe that voice that's coming out of her? And it was like, it kind of clicked for me. I was like, well, she can do it. I can do it. And she right. was only a couple years older than me at the time. So, um, so be uh, between her, between like Dolly Parton is a huge, huge, huge inspiration for me. Not only musically and songwriting wise but she's just a fantastic businesswoman I mean, and i've always i've always loved her yeah um i think that she's fantastic um vince gill huge huge inspiration um garth brooks i used to watch his concerts and just be completely enamored by the fact that he could in entertain that many people and just blow audiences away and country wise those are probably my my big ones and of course you know on on some other you know different veins i have like influences like stevie nicks i have um uh, linda ronstadt i love her there's there's a bunch of different ones i mean it's like i said it's a conglomeration of <laughs> you hang with the giants i can tell you know it's funny <laughs> you talk about stevie nicks has been coming up a lot on this show especially with um, younger artists, um, you know, I say young anywhere from, you know, 18 to in their 40s or whatever, mm -hmm. or looking back on that period and saying, wow, you know, that had uh, the, the album Rumors has resurfaced in such a huge way. And I'm seeing it with young artists coming out who are looking back at that period of time and saying, wow, what an incredible record. And you mentioned Linda Ronstadt, and you mentioned um, a bunch of people there just now. But Linda also was, um, according to Don Henley, one of the best singers ever. She was just so, like, un, un, almost underrated, even though she had a big career. Mm -hmm. Like, people didn't realize what an incredible singer. And that coming from Don Henley is is quite a compliment, because he's no slouch either. But um, but you you taught me something about what you just said there about you know being at a show with your dad and him being impressed, and um, probably something clicked in you with that. You know I don't know if you were trying to please yourself or your father or both, but you you did it. I mean that song "Save Me" we just played. You you had just such incredible emotional vocals in that. It was like really when I was listening to it, I'm saying you, you put your heart and soul into that and. You know, just made it like you you ratcheted that song up. It was a it was a good song already, but when you finished with it with that vocal, it became a great song. So congratulations on that. It was killer. Thank you so much, and I'm so excited about this song because um, that's our new release. That's our that's a new single that we're pushing right now. So um, oh, it's gonna be I'm really excited. It's, it's already hot. Yeah, I'm glad you're, you're using that one. Let's get to yeah. the video now, okay? Um, and this one is called, this is like you're, you're getting ready for your day here. And so folks, this is, uh, what Susan's all about in the morning, getting ready for the day. And this is called Rewind. Say, live and let live its way to let your worries go. I 
know tomorrow is coming fast I've gotta hurry, I'm running out of gas If I let the wind carry me away Will my mind erase all my burdens today? It's hard to focus when I'm so far behind Emotions are shouting so loudly Groundhog Day, but it was your day. <laughs> so, so tell us about great video, great job on it. Um, you kept it simple. There was no big blaring effects in it. It was just all about kind of a, a day in the life, I guess, um, of about what you are and what you do. So, um, you know, you want to make some comments about this? Sure. Yeah, um, for, for the people who haven't seen the video yet, because the video is not going to be out for a while, but. Um, that you know it's is it available on youtube susan uh rewind is actually on youtube now yes is it okay so mm -hmm. you you can check that there and it'll be in the show notes so tell us about rewind rewind is one of my favorite songs um i started writing this song on the way to a writing session wow and <laughs> You do love to work, don't you? No wonder your body's falling apart. Oh, my God, you never even rest. I think I'll work on the way to the work. Yeah, right. <laughs> so at the time, so at, at the, this time in my life, I was going a million miles a minute. I mean, I kind of always do, but this time in my life was just, it was a crazy, crazy year. I think this was 2000. 2015, I think, when I wrote this song. And I had just got home from, let's see, I was, I was teaching and then I was doing songwriting like three, four times a week. And I was, I, I was just all over the place between shows and all this stuff. Anyway, to make a long story longer, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I grab grab all my stuff. I'm late, which I hate being late. I mean, my dad has always told me if you're if you're on time, you're late. Yes. So very good, smart um, man. I can't stand being late. That's why when we were having technical difficulties earlier. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Anywho, so I'm on the way to this writing session and I'm driving and I and I and like I almost like I didn't say it out loud, but I'm I always have like racing thoughts. I mean, I it's it's like a never ending hamster wheel, especially when I'm driving because I it's just like I'm all alone. I have all my thoughts to myself. And I and I said to myself, golly, I wish I just had a rewind button to where I could rewind and figure out how I can reformat my day more efficiently. And I was like, oh, that's actually that that's actually I could write a song about that. So um, <laughs> so I get on my voice, um, my voice recorder on my phone and I just start throwing down a bunch of notes and I get to the writing session and it was with this gal. Her name was Courtney Heiser and she was like 15 years old at the time, I think. I did this really cool mentoring program um, with a lot of really young singer songwriters and, um, you know, taught them about the business, you know, kind of helped them with songwriting, helped them vocally. Um, if they played an instrument, I, you know, kind of guide and teach and that kind of stuff. It was a, it was a really, really cool, um, cool time in my life. I really enjoy that. Um, but I get there and I'm asking her how her day is. I mean, like we both get down and get to the session and we sit down and we're like, oh, okay, Whew, take a breath. And, you know, I go get a drink of water. I, you know, she goes and gets a snack and we, we, we meet back in our little writing room. And I was like, okay, tell me about your day. Tell me about your week. What's been going on with you? Like, let's not even think about writing right now. And so she's talking, she's, and she's got, you know, she's up to, up to her eyeballs in in school and sports and she was a really fantastic volleyball player and she's telling me all, all about her day and i was like so what do you want to write about today and she's like i haven't even thought about it i just i've been so crazy i was like well i started writing a song on the way here do you want to help me with it <laughs> <laughs> so this this she's so cool i loved her like i haven't seen her in a while but i talk to her mom every now and then but we, uh, you know, we, we start kind of, you know, laying out ideas and, you know, time's up. And I was like, okay, I was like, we'll put all this, we'll put all this together. And like, I'm going to finish, I, I know I'm going to go home and probably finish this song. She's like, okay, cool. And so I get home and I finish working on it and I finish it up and I send it to her. I'm like, here, do whatever you want with it. Um, play it at your shows if you like it, you know, whatever. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I got to, you know, messing with it and playing with it. And I was like, I really love this song. This is, this is really cool. And so I went in the studio and recorded it not, not long after that. I mean, it was maybe a couple of weeks, went in, recorded it. And instantly, like I had all these ideas for the video and I had all these ideas about, you know, how I wanted it to be. And, and, um, it's just one of those one of those songs that I feel like it's it's country. It's a little it, it's 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 country. It's a little pop. It's a little um, I don't know. I like I feel like it has like even a hint of some some of the, some of those like classic type of sounds in there. Yeah. So I just I, I'm in love with the song. I just that's one of my favorites. Excellent song. So was what did, what was her reaction when you shared it with her? What did she think? Oh, she loved it. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah. And at the time she was doing, you know, some, some like singer songwriter showcases and, you know, she would play it there and, you know, and she'd let me know, Hey, I got a really good response from the song and <laughs> like, yay, we did good. <laughs> you saved that writing session, Susan. Absolutely saved well, it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she did too, because I mean, I don't know if I would have I mean, sometimes I write down so many things and there there's so many things that I never get back to. So the yeah. fact that she was having those feelings that I was feeling, I was like, you know what? I feel like we're meant to write this song. So let's just do it. Yeah. Timing is everything. That was perfect. Um, yeah. As we're as we're winding down, um, anything you'd like to and by the way really awesome that you mentor and help um young artists like that i think there's nothing more um profoundly um generous of spirit to do something like that it's really a great thing and and i'm sure you had a tremendous influence on courtney and uh, among many others um so as we're as we're going to wrap up two things i want you to please give out the best 
shout out for people to connect with you? What is the best place? And we'll put all your show notes, all your links to your website and uh, all the socials. Everything will be in the show notes. But is there one place in particular you would prefer um, fans who will be loving your music to connect with you? Yeah, um, SusanHickman.com has all my information on it. It has all my social media sites. It has um, my email list. I mean, I, I send out a, an email list uh, periodically. Um, so with, with news, with tour dates, all that kind of stuff. So you can sign up um, on my website, SusanHickman.com. Love it. Nice and simple. Any last words of wisdom, any wishes that you'd like to convey to our our audience around the world, even Vietnam and Iceland and Japan and places like that? Anything you'd like to say um, to the people out there uh, just parting ways? Um, I appreciate, you know, everybody listening. I, I appreciate you for having me on and, uh, um, go out there, follow your dreams, uh, be safe and God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Susan, this was a real pleasure. Really enjoyed getting to know you, your music, um, all about you. You were so punctual and I was over here like a mad scientist, um, disconnecting (laughs) everything and using three screens. So I apologize, but, um, but had a great time. And, uh, I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your music and your family going forward. Thank you so much. That was really fun. Hope you guys enjoyed the music, the stories, and the life of Susan Hickman. I certainly did. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, master storyteller. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage, but meanwhile, let's all remain connected. I was connected, everybody Yeah.